Welcome to Four Sheets to the Wind. The Salt of the Earth boys are back. Only only two of us today, though. We got Connor Thomas on the other line out in Austin, Texas. How you doing, Connor? Can't complain. On a uh, new recording um, technology this weekend, so let's uh, see how this goes. Cleanfeed.net. <laughs> a little free advertisement there, unless it's shitty, then... <laughs> You'll know who to blame. It's not our fault. <laughs> a good craftsman always blames his tools. <laughs> All right. Today we're going to get in some uh, NFL. We're not going to do a full-on preview, but we're just going to get some quick hits. Going to do a little bit of basketball talk, talking about the Westbrook-Chris Paul trade and the FIBA World Cup that's coming up next month. Then we're going to move into some soccer, try, trying out some soccer talk, see how the people like it, and then we'll hit our internet and cuck of the week as usual. So, starting off with the NFL, start a training camp, training camp, most training camps start this week. Yep. Usually the big thing around this time is uh, holdouts. I think the the biggest one so far or most publicized one this far has been Melvin Gordon, and that is near and dear to your heart, Connor. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, so this is definitely a tough situation, not only being a Bolts fan, but also I'm coming face-to-face with maybe the biggest NFL argument of the last couple of years for, for myself and for this podcast would be do you, the question of do you pay an elite running back top-shelf money after his rookie contract? So by most accounts and most uh, – Metrics. Melvin Gordon has been a top ten, top five running back in terms of production the last uh, last couple of years. Drafted him out of Wisconsin, I think, back in 2015. And yeah, really, these last two years, he's been a stud for us. He's been healthy, been getting in the end zone a lot, and uh, now he's holding out for a bigger contract. I think he's he's definitely one of the top backs, but I'm not positive. I'm not totally sold that he's the kind of guy you should pay. I mean, I definitely held him in a lower regard than someone like Todd Gurley. And we're seeing how that's worked out a year into a four-year deal. I'm not even sure Gurley started the actual contract, though. Do you know that? Um, like the last I think season, this might be the first year of the contract. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought also. Um, so, yeah, I'm not totally sold that Gordon's been super great for us, but considering we have to pay Joey Bosa in a, in a year or two. We have to pay uh, Derwin James eventually. I think Rivers is in the line for extension again. I'm just not sure that spending, maxing out or whatever, Melvin Gordon is the best way to spend our uh, our capital. Yeah, it's, I mean, this might be the, Gordon might be the first guy that gets hit by this, which is just unfortunate timing on his part. And I think Gurley had just left such a, sour and taste in all these GMs mouths with the whole potential arthritis thing 100%. stuff like that and that seems a little bit kind of like a freak injury but it's always like something with these running backs like how many running backs make it through a second contract with nothing major happening where it just kills that contract for your team yep I agree with that. I mean, the Char- it's not like the Chargers have nobody behind them also. Austin Eckler has been a kind of a third-down pass-catching back, has seen some success. And then kind of a classic situation, they have a, this Justin Jackson character 
I think was a seventh round pick. And I'm not totally convinced. Like if you played him, would he? If you did a combination of Eckler and Justin Jackson, how much would he really lose versus paying Melvin Gordon what fifteen million a year? Yeah, and I think it's also the other thing that's going against is this James Conner situation last year. Where James yeah, that'd Conner be that definitely be the stepped in and was pretty damn productive, way more productive than his contracts worth. They probably not quite Le'Veon Bell, but eighty-five percent, something like that, of what Le'Veon Bell did for the Steelers. Yep, at fraction of the cost. What did Bell? I think Bell ended up getting four for like sixty-six with the Jets, so yeah. something like that. I mean, I don't know if it got if I'd want to pay someone sixteen mil a year, sixteen mil plus a year. Gore, let's see. I think Gordon's what twenty-five probably right now. He is. He's 26 right now. He'll be 27 in April. So you're getting him for his 20. I mean, you gain him through age 30. Getting through age 30, especially a guy like Gordon too that worked in college in an offense that just oh the heaviest of volumes, the heaviest of volumes in Wisconsin. Yeah, they, I think he was getting. That's just scary. I mean, he was carrying. I'm seeing him pull it up right now. Yeah, it's junior and senior year, 200 attempts followed by 343 attempts. So, so that's, maybe, that's nearly two, two full seasons in college where he's – I mean, it's college, but still you're still getting hit every play. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm, – I'm personally rooting for the Chargers not to pay this guy like crazy. I think yeah. if, if we could find a way to do it on a very on a short term, like – Maybe a one a two year extension, but that didn't seem like a very likely scenario for either side. I think either we're gonna pay we're gonna cave and and pay him, or he's gonna force his way out. It did sound I heard an interview at the Rivers where it sounded like he was willing to work his contract, kind of the Tom Brady route, hmm. to free up some money. He didn't say specifically. For Gordon in the interview, uh huh, but alluded but to a kind just of a uh, kind of Tom Brady type thing where we're I'm old, I'm old enough now where I made a fuck ton of money. money. <laughs> yeah, and in that in that sense, you could almost justify it just because. All right, we want to make up numbers here, but do we want to pay Rivers twenty five mil, or do we want to pay Rivers fifteen and give Gordon ten? Yeah. Uh, still, but then you get that money. It's like, man, we could fill up some holes in our in our uh, offense or defense. Yeah, I mean the Chargers. We, we, we get O line help or something like that. We have an awful. Or we have a pretty bad O line situation right now. Russell Okung is just, some blood clot or some sort of disease he's going to be out with right now. Okung's also not great at this point in his career. Yeah, but so we could. I mean, we could. Well, my point is, we could use some help on the bookends. Uh, we said, oh man, we sound terrible debating that Aaron's not even here. <laughs> giving in to it. I will. Right, here's a, let's turn the tables though. Let's move on to uh, Ezekiel Elliott, also in a similar situation, has not reported to Oxnard Cowboys camp. I think he's the one running back where you can make the case where it's it's a pretty clear cut difference between having Zeke on the field, especially with a, a I would say not even a plus quarterback. I think Dak is super average. And That's I think, true. I think Dak without Zeke is far worse than 
and even I think you could argue that Mike, uh, that Amari uh, Cooper is also going to be negatively affected by not having the threat of Zeke. So I'm actually in favor of the uh, the boys paying Zeke. Uh, all his bu- all his bullshit aside, uh, off the field and just being a generally I mean, shitty like, guy. His bull- I'm I'm not big on like bullshit, like random bullshit affecting, but it's happened enough times with Zeke now. I think that you do have to consider that when you're giving a guy a contract. Yeah, like when you give a guy enough chances, and he fucked, and you know the next time he fucks up, he could get he's gonna get hit hard, you know. That's true. And he's shown a propensity for fucking up. And it's like, if you're gonna be missing a guy for four games a season, do you want him to be super high paid? Yeah, it's definitely worth it's definitely worth considering. I guess maybe, I think ideal situation would be. Like you, you get him to come, you get him to report this year. He's only played three seasons, so he has two left on his contract. You, you get him to, like, you come to an agreement that, like, we're not going to pay you yet because you, we need to see you go a year without fucking up again, and then we'll pay you. I guess is how I think the ideal situation for the Cowboys would be. Yeah, and see, I, I'm still. Even though I've come farther toward the we shouldn't pay running backs, I'm kind of still on the Le'Veon deserved to be paid train because he just does so much for an offense in both the running and the passing game. I don't think Zeke equals that. Uh, Zeke's a pretty productive pass-catching back, isn't he? I, I think he is, but I don't think he's on that level. I don't think anyone's on that level of Le'Veon. Yeah, he did. You know. Last season, he did 567 yards, three touchdowns. Let me see if I can pull up Le'Veon real quick. I think that's got to be pretty close to comparable. Well, you have to look up previous Le'Veon seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Le'Veon's I mean, Le'Veon mo- was number two pass, the passing threat in that offense. Uh, all right, Le'Veon was 655 most recent season, three, tu- three t- two touchdowns. So not, not a world of difference. Yeah, I guess not crazy, but it's just a feeling type thing, you know? Yeah, the threat. Like, you 100%, obviously, in the past. Well, even Antonio Brown, great guy, but you just knew Antonio Brown was totally opened up by... Having the threat of Bell. You know? You can't commit too much to Le'Veon and the other receiver or can't commit too much to Antonio Brown when you know Le'Veon's out there, when you know Juju's out there. It's tough to compare with different different, uh, receiving cores, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, no one had a receiving core, or Cowboys didn't have the receiving core that the Steelers did the last two years. Even Juju Smith-Schuster's first year, I think affected that offense but yeah still i think Le'Veon over time has definitely affected the ability of like antonio brown to get those one-on-one matchups guy like heath miller who's a really good tight end but not like gronk or kelsey levels but he's super productive because of Le'Veon. yeah i think that's the kind of stuff where it's not measured by just his just straight stats yeah, and you, when you're watching a game, I think you feel it more with Le'Veon than you do with Zeke. 
in the passing game. Yeah, I would. I'd counter that. Zeke is ninety percent of that, though. Last season specific, specifically, especially when once they added Amari Cooper. I think that's part of it. Like you're, like you're saying, it's hard to compare across offenses. But I think with having a true number one receiver in Dallas with Zeke, I think makes Zeke a, a bigger pass catching threat, and we saw that reflected in his production last year. Yeah, I still think you sh- you can pay Zeke, just not the crazy contract, which I think he's going to want is the problem. Oh, for sure. I mean, if you look at his his production the first three years, he's on he's in like Hall of Fame territory. He's in like Earl Campbell territory right now. So if, yeah, if they're going to pay him. I think they're gonna, I don't necessarily think they're going to get a discount for the off the field stuff. I think it's going to be a a handshake and a a stern look in the eye from Jerry Jones. Yeah. An understanding that you can't fuck up, I guess. That's what I'm saying. You don't. You need to pay him this offseason. I don't think you do. He's only been in the league for three years. What's he going to do, sit out two fucking seasons? They, have his, yeah, they just picked up his fifth-year options. ridiculous. Yeah, I feel like he's not going to miss. He's not going to miss regular season time. Where Melvin Gordon, it sounds like he will. Yeah, the last the latest I read on Gordon was they're they're not seeing eye to eye at all, and it's kind of at this juncture, it seems like they they could be he could be missing time, which would be fucking shitty. I mean, I think, it's, I think the Chargers have as good of a chance as anybody to to go all the way this year. Oh yeah. So it'd be kind of shitty. Definitely be shitty to lose that lose that asset, but at the same time, I don't want to cave either. So we'll see how that plays out. And then the last one um, we highlighted was Michael Thomas and the Saints. It's Michael Thomas and now I just looked up an article <laughs> of who's holding it. Oh, okay, I found him, I found him. <laughs> I want to talk about one more after Michael Thomas. but So Michael Thomas, similar situation. Um, he's only played three seasons in the league. Was, I think... Arguably the best receiver in the NFL last year, though. Led the league in receptions, 1,400 yards, nine touchdowns. Yeah. I, I would say you pay him because you're eventually going to have to – you're going to have to live with a, either a declining Drew Brees and the end of the season he kind of showed that. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to a declining Drew Brees or a post-Drew Brees – um, life in New Orleans and those top end tier one receivers are tough to come by and if you don't know I think Michael Thomas is right on the edge of being that tier one but it's one of those things where it's like got an all time quarterback throwing to you oh I would argue that Michael Thomas is maybe the most like if I could have any receiver on my team for the next Three to five years, I might choose Michael Thomas. Really? Who else? I mean, other than maybe DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. More than like Antonio Brown? At this, yeah, if I'm saying for the next three to five years, for for sure. He's been in the league for three seasons. Brown, I think, is 30 or 31. Okay. All right, yeah, I could could see that. Brown's 31. Uh, Let's quick, quick check here Julio Jones another one that comes to mind oh yeah I'd take Julio over yeah, Julio, yeah Julio's 30 though I oh man Julio's just been so good for 
so long. Hopkins is 27. I think Hopkins is the only one I would take above Michael Thomas. But yeah, let's yeah call it th- yeah, three to five years. That's fair. But I, I, I agree Hopkins should get paid. Thomas. I think Hopkins has a preacher or, Hopkins. Or Thomas, point. sorry. Yeah. Only other one I think in that class would be OBJ. Yeah, OBJ's. And I think I'd still it, that's close. But I think I'd go Michael Thomas over OBJ. A little less off the field drama. Uh same same age. Better better body frame to do better later be better later in a career. Exactly. I'll take the I'll take a six three receiver over a five ten receiver. Or sorry, five eleven. Sorry, OBJ. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, OBJ. So I honestly small, I honestly didn't even know that until like kinda recently. Like just how productive he was. So I just assumed he was like six two. One of my guys at my work was like looked it up, he's a Browns fan and was like OBJ's only Listed at five eleven, and I don't even know if he's five eleven. Oh, it could he for sure small. be one of those things where he's five nine and a half or five ten. Actually, no. I think in the yeah, NFL, yeah. you have the you have the you have the combine and stuff, so I'm sure he was measured at a combine. Yeah, but that changes a little bit over time. Does anyone notice? Uh, I guess I can. I don't know. But I don't know. Regardless, five eleven is still I, like I just assumed because he was such an he's like there's so few number one guys. It seems like when you're a true number one, you're at least six three. I don't know about that at all. Six one, six two, but all right, fine. Six two. Hopkins is six two. Jones is six three. Antonio Brown's the other one. Five, he's only five ten, but he's kind of notorious for being so small. Yeah, he's notorious. I mean, similar similar thing. Because that's why you'd take OBJ. Is like Antonio Brown showed he's been able to do it for. His whole career so far. Yeah. So I'd pro- if I had to rank them, I guess I'd go for the next three to five years. Give me Hopkins, Thomas, and uh, OBJ, I'd say. Yeah. So yeah, pay the All man. Right. Pay the man, New Orleans. Pay the man. Yeah, I would say go for it, pay him. Because you're going to have to live in a post-Drew Brees life or declining Drew Brees life at some point. Or you probably are living the declining Drew Brees. Oh yeah, I for sure. And, for sure and having weapons to move to the next thing. Soft landing makes it a whole lot easier. Yep. Okay. Uh, one more guy I want to talk about is uh, is Jadavion Clowney. Ooh. So he's not a no show, but he just hasn't signed his franchise tag yet. Um. So. Yeah, so he was franchise tagged, mm-hmm. hasn't signed it yet, so can't practice. What do you think about? What do you think about Clowney? Ugh, I my well, just off the top of my head, main concern would just be he's pretty injury prone early in his career. He's only missed four four games the last three seasons, so he's been he's been pretty productive, been uh pretty available there. But I feel like with a, a DN like that. You're gonna. I mean, he's gonna be getting a massive, maybe a hundred million dollar contract. Wouldn't he be up for? What will the market look like for him? Uh, I think it'd be fairly big, like a five for ninety or something. Yeah. Hmm. I don't. Know. 
Javon's weird because he's just so hyped, and I don't think he's quite met the hype. I he definitely. Ha- I don't think he and, has. At and all. he's also the second best D end on his team. Have they paid? So it's just Did such a pay? weird thing. Yeah, I mean, you could maybe. But how long? How much longer is JJ Watt going for? You're gonna talk about someone who's injury prone at this oh, point. Oh, for sure. JJ Watt, for sure. How much longer? Like JJ Watt's the best defensive player in the NFL, probably. When when healthy, but when when fully healthy, I maybe Aaron Donald, but regardless, that's one A, one B type type stuff. Yeah, and I don't know if we've seen JJ Watt fully healthy in a while. You know, I totally agree. He, jeez, he still has three years left in that that contract too. JJ Watt does. Yeah. Hmm. So that's a that's a tough thing. Is like you're paying JJ Watt for a while. Can you afford to max another, out another? I mean, I've that's I another sure type guy. That's another interesting point. I think on Clowney is like he's been this productive. Like I would think most people would agree he hasn't really met these lofty expectations. That's being guarded. Against, that's going up against typically the right tackle or the lesser of the of the tackles too, with walking all the attention when he's on the field. Well, right? he's got plenty of time because Watt's been out so much. Yeah, but I saying. think he's got plenty of time that he hasn't dealt with that. Yeah. I think he's worth a big contract somewhere. I just know don't know if the Texans I mean he'll he'll sign the franchise tag eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, made the Pro Bowl all three years. Or not all three I mean all last three years. Nine and nine and a half sacks. Last two years, yeah. I mean, he had he's had good statistics. He was just he was just so hyped out of college. Oh, I mean, he's getting what Lawrence Lawrence Taylor comparisons, right? Yeah. Hmm. He'll get paid somewhere. I just don't know if the Texans will do it. Yeah. That's tough. You've got I- so many needs on a football team, you can't give. Whatever that percentage, it'd be a high, super high percentage to one position. Yeah, you know? yeah, I agree with that. I guess hmm, I'll probably say he gets paid, but somewhere else. With my hunch, plays out this season in uh, Houston, and then maybe gets his money somewhere else. Yeah, agreed. All right, should we move on to? We're going to do move on from here and do the new coaches and then the new QBs of the of the NFL. So, let's start with new coaches. Yeah, I was thinking let's just we just probably just go down the line alphabetically. Uh, so first off, we got the Arizona Cardinals hiring uh none other than USC and Texas Tech's Cliff Kingsbury. Was in USC for about 2 days before taking this job. Yeah. So, who knows? It could still be. All right. So I'll say this. I think the Cardinals would be terrible this year. Hmm. Cliff Kingsbury could still be a good hire. Hmm. I think they're going to be better than last year. Personally, their three-win team last year. Rosen had one of the worst rookie seasons imaginable. Fired the coach midway through. Changed the OC. Wait, did they fire Wilkes? Yeah, they think they fired Wilkes in the yeah. mid-season. Changed offensive coordinators. 
So I gotta imagine they're gonna get more than three wins this season. I'd I'd probably put them down for four or five. Okay, so they're still gonna be terrible. But yeah, still have a pretty rough season. Um, it seems like Cliff Kingsbury will give will be given a longer leash than Wilkes. Just not a bit. <laughs> oh yeah, it seems like they're way more invested in this. Wilkes seemed like a guy that was passing through. Wasn't a very sexy, obviously have a sexy name. Cooks Kingsbury's. I don't know if he's a super hot name going into the offseason, but he's been getting a fair amount of attention for sure. Yeah, I, I think the Cardinals. I mean, the game I watched last year against the Broncos, didn't watch much Cardinals other than that. Mm-hmm. One of the worst O lines I've ever seen for sure. <laughs> And they've improved a little bit, but still, I think it's going to be tough. Hmm. Have, have they made noticeable run in with a with a rookie quarterback again? Mm-hmm. I just don't see how they improve that much. I'm not. Are you sold on Murray? I'm not Murray behind a crap. I mean, how much better is their own line? Start there. I don't think it's much better. Okay, that's my that's my biggest concern. I mean, even right if now. you think Murray's going to be a good QB. He was behind the best O-line in, in college football at Oklahoma as a starter. I think that's going to be critical for his success is, having a, is just keeping him upright. Out of harm's way. Yeah, I think it'll be a tough season. But Cliff Kingsbury is going to be – he's a sexy hire. Mm-hmm. If Murray shows his flashes this year, then – you're going to be a destination for guys in the future, possibly. Yeah, I'm just not. Hopefully. I'm not sold that is he'll be able to work out. I mean, this is a guy who went 35 and 40, so five games over 500 in the Big 12. With starting, starting guys like, um, fuck, who do you have starting? Mahomes. Mahomes. And do you have ba- do you ever start Baker? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think Baker ever played ever. a game. Okay. But Yeah, I mean, it just seems insane. You have the Ma- you have what looks to be the, the, the next guy, the next that, QB. That's a weird thing that, like, Mahomes... Like, I think that's part of the allure is that he got Mahomes almost there, and then he <laughs> got there in the NFL. He got there without him? <laughs> Wait, he, was, he still did enough, like, to be fair, he still did enough to get Mahomes drafted 11th overall. So, like... People saw enough with him. But that was a reach at the time. Yeah, it was viewed as a bit of a reach. He's a late first-rounder, second-round grade type guy. But yes, he did do enough to get Mahomes drafted at that point. So I think people are thinking, though, that he did 90% of that work on Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna, he's, he can finish out that 10% on Murray, you know? Yeah. I'm definitely not a uh, I'm not a Cards fan by any means, but I think it would be an interesting, interesting situation for Murray to be a fire pl- fire spark fire fucking word am I, firecracker. What word am I looking for here? Fire plug. A fire plug is that right? Yeah, a fire plug in uh, <laughs> in Arizona. That definitely be interesting. So probably be exciting to see him do that. But I'm not sold on this hire. Yeah, we'll see. It's it's high risk, high reward. Well, I don't even know if it's high reward. It might not be. <laughs> Just right. a weird type thing. I, it seems like a hype hire. Yeah. All right. Um, next up, we got 
this is an interim one game promoted, but Freddie Kitchens game promoted to uh, from OC to interim to uh, full-time head coach. I, su- I definitely support this move. The team was looked as good as it's looked in a decade with Kitchens taking the reins from uh, from old Hugh Jackson. So I think that was the yeah. right move. I think if he didn't get a job here, he would have got a H- HC job somewhere else. So good, good on Cleveland for uh, for keeping him on board. I say. Yeah, I'm not sold on the hype of it, but it's like I think it's different taking over a team midseason and re-energizing them versus being that mastermind of the program. Oh, I I, I totally agree with that statement. And I'm usually not a huge interim promotion kind of guy. I'm usually the kind. Of, I'm usually in the camp that you, like you should. All right, like, good. You got you. You rallied the team. Rah rah. But we should go out and conduct like a full blown search. But this is a this yeah. is a situation where I think that he did enough with with Baker. The players seem to love him. There's momentum in the city where we haven't seen it in maybe as long as I've been alive. So that you you can't risk uh, risk losing that. So yeah. I, I I give this one my uh my stamp of approval. Yeah, well that's it's kind of a we'll see on that one. For me. All right, we've got uh we got your neck of the woods, Denver hiring Bears defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. I I've been big on Fangio so far. And this just might be homerism coming through. Mm-hmm. But guy that. Kind of guy that's been passed over in the past, like just a been a D, DC for so long, but he seems to be doing the right things. Hired, hired the Niners' offensive coordinator, made him the play caller, so that's how they got him working the kind of the Shanahan offense that Denver is so used to in the last thirty years, type thing, mm-hmm. and. Seems to be on the right path. I kind of I I've liked what Van Fangio's done so far, and the defense still has elite players on it. I think it's just Vance Joseph was just incompetent, such a shitty head coach, <laughs> incompetent. Yeah, I mean, you still got that, you got Von Miller and Bradley Chubb coming from each end. Chris Harris still in the, uh, in Chris the secondary, Harris is still around. And they sign they sign people uh, to build up the se- secondary. I, I I think he'll be he's a good fit in Denver. He's more your John Fox, Kubiak types than Vance Joseph was, mm-hmm. and that's what led to success in the past. I can get behind that. I think Fangio is definitely respected as one of the best uh, defensive minds in the league. He's been in D.C. for 20, 20 years. So probably goody guys look. Ran a great Bears defense last year. So yeah, I'll, I'll sign off on that one. Then we've got yeah, a... I'm excited uh, to see it. Uh, it's going to be a tough division, obviously. I think you could argue this is maybe the toughest division in uh, in football this year. Yeah. I think the Broncos will be better. Chargers and Chiefs will be the same, if not better. Yep, and Oakland, year two of the Gruden experiment. Yeah, we'll see on Oakland, but still, just having three 
potential play two two for sure playoff level teams in the Chargers in Kansas City and then I think Broncos are kind of potential on that side there's still got players that were on that the Super Bowl teams type thing mm-hmm. I probably would have bet on Denver but I could I could see where it coming from no I would have bet on them to win the division but I'm optimistic yep all right we've got uh we've got Green Bay hire another offensive mind you know it's a theme throughout this list um Titans offensive coordinator Matt LaFleur as a replacement for uh for Mike McCarthy this one to me I feel like it's uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. This one to me, <laughs> this one to me seemed like maybe a, a bit more of a stretch than most. This guy wasn't a, really a name that was super hot going into the uh, the coaching carousel. Um, I think the the running meme or running joke is he's just, another guy with ties to Sean McVay gets you a head coaching job in this league in 2019. But to me, just not that much of a not much of a track record to speak of. The guy's pretty young. He's under under 40. It's not exactly like Mariota was a he like transcendent with with Lafleur at the reins. Maybe he was a little bit better last year, but I don't think I never thought this guy was like an office of genius or anything before he got hired yeah. here. So I, I mean, it's good. That, I think it's good that they shook it up for McCarthy. That was clearly a marriage that had run its course. I think you need to get an offensive guy in there with Rodgers while he's still in his prime. So in that sense, I like it, but I'm just not, I'm not positive this was the right guy for the job. That this gives the best offensive mind you could, you can get in Green Bay. I don't know if they should have brought an offensive guy. Is anyone telling Aaron Rodgers anything at this point? Hmm. Like get it. Try to get an offensive coordinator like the Broncos did, like a guy like under an offensive guru type guy. Uh huh. But isn't Aaron Rodgers running that offense anyways? Yeah, that's a decent counterpoint. I mean, you could. I think you could even argue that maybe Lafleur should have been an OC for Green Bay, and then they you hire a, a, a real more experienced HC. Like if you, yeah, if you, it's just hard to hire those offensive coordinators. They're not doing the play calling. Well, that's what I'm saying. Why can't you? Why couldn't you make him the play caller? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. That's how the Broncos got. Scared not only because Shanahan's doing the play calling. It's just tough to get those guys. Well, could they? But yeah, but what I'm saying, do the same thing that the Broncos did. Get a guy that's worked under one of those offensive guru type mm-hmm. guys that just wasn't calling the plays necessarily. Ah, uh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Because I think I take I'm... a chance on him. I mean, I'd but I'd just rather a more established guy, I guess. I feel like we're moving too far towards the the young, sexy hire type thing in the NFL. Yep, I I hundred percent like agree. The Packers bit into that. I mean, this is I think this one, and we'll go through the list, but this one in Kingsbury might have been the most egregious example of that. Just run every. I think it's a cop. It's been said a million times. This is NFL is a copycat league. I think everyone's just trying to find that under forty hot shot. QB whisperer, offensive guru, Sean McVay type right now in the mold of McVay and the Kyle Shanahan's of the world. Yeah, and they're not gonna all hit. Oh, definitely sure. not. Definitely not. So I'd mark. I'd I'd put a check mark next to Kingsbury and Lafleur right now as bad examples of that. Uh, 
disease. I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got uh, Tampa Bay hired Bruce Arians, former Cardinals uh, head coach. So this guy, uh, opposite of mine, but quite the opposite of in the terms of this guy's been around the league for 40 years. Yeah. I think he's the last <laughs> the last guy that um, believes in Tampa Bay's uh, willingness to be a contender in the league with, uh, <laughs> with Winston. Yep. Yeah. So, I I think it's a good hire for them. You got to you got to take another tr- shot on Jameis, and he's the, I think the biggest Jameis believer in the league. So yeah, doesn't the story go or I don't know the story the, the that he coached Jameis in high school. Lucky Jameis came to his camps as a teenager. So there's been there's been that longstanding relationship or at least familiarity between the two. Yeah. There's something like that. He's got a good relationship with Jameis. And you've already invested so much. you got to hire somebody that has some belief in him. Mm-hmm. Although I did hear some... This was just in the... Uh, I think it's Priscilla's pod. They were saying that Arians is not even like being involved with Jameis. He's basically letting Byron Leftwich handle it. Which seems bizarre. Interesting. <laughs> I feel like that the whole... That does seem whole... bizarre. If you hired him... For that point specifically. Yeah. And I, I think, isn't Leftwich calling plays too? Really? I think I saw that, yeah. I have no idea. Let's see if I can look that up on the fly, but... Yeah, I, I probably... I, prefer, uh, yeah. Bruce Arians confirms Byron Leftwich will call plays for the Bucks in 2019. Ugh. See, I don't love that. I feel like the whole point of having Arians I was, be your I was, head coach. I was more for it. I was pretty positive on the Arians thing till that. I don't think, yeah, what is Byron Leftwich? What is the point of having Bruce Arians be your head coach if he's not calling plays? Or not bringing in someone that's going to be a, a guy that he knows calling plays. That's, Did he coach Leftwich at some point? I think so. I think Leftwich backed up. I mean, but still, like, this will be Leftwich's first time calling plays. Uh, he began his. I don't know. I'm not. I can't say for sure. I'm pretty sure this is first time calling plays, and this is like the Bucks are kind of in compete now mode. I think. Like they've got McCoy on a big contract. Jerry McCoy had a big contract. They got a couple got other guys that are older. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not win right now, but win in the next couple years type thing. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think... I mean, Bruce Aarons is an old motherfucker, too. It's not like this guy's a... Yeah, he's not going to sit around on a rebuild. Six-year rebuild no. plan. Huh. Yeah, no, I'm not totally, totally sold on that move, honestly. If he's not calling plays. Picking up Todd Bowles, I think, is a good move on de- on defense, though. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. I think Bowles is a classic example of a guy that good football mind, but just is not meant to be a, uh, not a, a head coach. coach type. But I mean, I, I think he's a strong defense, strong defensive mind where he could be a DC in this league for years to come. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm still pro the Arians hire. 
I think, yeah, I think it's a good get. It's for the them. best you could get. Yeah, for Tampa Bay, I think it's a good with get for it, sure. With that situation. But that it'll be interesting to watch. Tough division, too. NFC South. Yeah. I think it's going to be hard to scrap together eight wins for a team like that. I'm not. I'm definitely not big on Jameis either. And I think it, in some ways the Arians' success is going to be tied to whether Jameis puts it together or not. For better mm-hmm. or for worse. All right, next up we've got the uh, New York Jets. Hired Dolphins head coach Adam Gase. This is a guy that was a uh, hot offensive mind a couple years back, I think, when the Dolphins uh, got him. Hasn't really done too much in Miami, but enough to, uh, to get another shot at it in the AFC East. Yeah. I don't hate it. I don't love it type thing. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'd, I'm pretty neutral on that as well. I think they, I do like that, that. Like, I think it's the right move going after a guy that offensive mind quarterback guy that can help Darnold. I think you need to keep developing him. I think we need to see Darnold take a step forward, and he looked really good the last three, four weeks of, of the season last year. So I think can you can you get him to build on that, keep his confidence high. But I'm I'm not yeah. sure we've really seen anything from Gase in Miami that makes me think he's going to be a, a knock it out of the park higher. I mean, he was working with Tannehill the whole time, which maybe just a lost cause trying to work with that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm for it. I don't don't hate it at all. Wasn't Gase wasn't he the OC in Denver before going to Miami? Is that right? Yeah, he was. How do you like him when he was working there? I mean, he was good, but it's also Peyton Manning's offense. So <laughs> it's like, how can you? T- how good is a OC when he's working with the greatest offensive mind ever? Fair. <laughs> we had a good. We had a great off. We had record-breaking offenses. But I don't know if he was solely responsible. Definitely wasn't solely responsible. Yeah. Well, he wasn't solely responsible, obviously. But how much was he responsible for that? Uh huh. That's so. fair. So I'll, we'll see. I'm 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 a big Darnold guy, so I'll be pulling for him. But yeah, not definitely not uh sold on that one. This one might be my my least favorite one we've seen. Cincinnati Bengals hired Rams quarterbacks coach Zach Taylor. Yeah, this is the. I think this is the uh, ultimate. Post a child for Sean that. McVay. Yeah, exactly. This is the Rams quarterbacks coach, 35 years old. I'd have, I'd honestly never even heard of this guy before he got hired. No, until until the hype started building up because Broncos interviewed him. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear of him. So I, I think this I, one's gonna flame out. If I'd have, if I'd have, like, this is this of yeah. all of all the hires, this one represents the biggest bubble for uh for this hot young sexy. Underage forty QB whisper office of mine hires. On the other hand, at least Cincinnati's switching it up for Mark. <laughs> <laughs> True. But yeah, I think this is taking it too far, probably. This is crazy. His highest position in the NFL, interim offensive coordinator for the Dolphins in twenty fifteen. So that's, yeah, that's that's a, that's a massive stretch. Yeah. 
And then last but not least, we've got uh, Brian Flores, guy uh, working the Pats. He's essentially their D coordinator. I think technically that's uh, Belichick's job, but this guy was in a lot of ways running the defense for New England. Been there since 20, 2004, so finally gets a shot at the uh, in the division as a head coaching job. I like this for the Dolphins. I think going zigging where everyone's zagging is probably a good thing. This guy yeah. knows the division. Going to play the Jets, play the Bills two times a year already for the past 15 years. Granted, the uh, New England guys who left New England have done pretty poorly, I think, as a whole. But I think you have to judge every one of them individually. Yeah. it's I, I'm for it. I think it's a good hire. Don't really have much more to say. What, because the New England thing, no one's done super well getting out of New England. But it's just you take guys from successful teams. I don't know if you can put much stock in the track record when there's not that many successful teams over time out there. Yeah, no, I agree with that. All right, um, let's see here. Do we want to touch on uh, quarterback situations? Yeah, let's do it. We'll just hit on a few of them. All right, let's see what we got here. Um, big, big one, Nick Foles, going from Philly to, uh, to Jacksonville. Getting paid a big contract, I think it was something like four for 88. Finally gets a shot out of uh, out of Philly. So the only question will be: will, will, Are we getting playoff Nick Foles, or are we getting the guy that struggled in uh, in St. LA. Louis and L.A.? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> to be honest, with you. I don't think I don't think anyone does right now. I mean, good good on the Jags for getting on from Bortles. I think we've we've seen enough of him to know that it wasn't going to work out. Sadly, I was the guy who's playing for pulling for Bortles. Yeah, but I'm not. It, it'll be. It should be an upgrade over Bortles, but is that money going to be worth it? It's a f- ton of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. It's just. It's so For hard a guy to find who a who could potentially be a bottom half guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I think you're hoping that you could be kind of a game manager to some degree, like lean on the defense, lean on Fournette. I don't think. I mean, yeah, I don't but th- Jacksonville is pretty capped out now. They're having to make some tough decisions on defense, type thing, where the defense might not be as good. True. In the future, where it's like, all right, now you're committing that too much to a quarterback when you don't even know if your defense is gonna be that elite. Yeah. Hmm. That's tough. I'm excited. I'm glad. I'm glad uh, Foles is getting his, uh, getting another chance as like a the guy premier. Yeah, the guy starter. Because what he did in that playoff run was unbelievable. Oh yeah. I think I think it's but, a good. I think it's a good gamble, for uh, for Jacksonville. Yeah, but it could look really bad. <laughs> this is probably this is probably a pretty big boomer bust it's one. A big I'd say. gamble. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, then we got Joe Flacco in uh, in Denver, getting out of Baltimore. Hate it. 
I'm fucking not excited for Flacco. Whatsoever. I've always thought he's a bum. <laughs> but he's tall. But he's tall. God. I think the only saving grace on this move is the fact that you got luck. Excuse me, Drew Locke later than expected. So you don't have the immediate yeah. prep. Like if, if Drew Locke was drafted, I mean, what, didn't you guys have what, the 10th pick, 11th pick, something like that this year? Yeah, yeah. And it was, I mean, there was, I think if you would have taken Locke at 10 or 11 there, like that wouldn't have, it would have been a reach, but it wouldn't have been the craziest thing ever. Yeah. And then there would have been immediate pressure to start him day one. Whereas I'm, I really think that Locke could be a good, good QB, but he needs time to, to hold the clipboard for a couple of years. And at least this does give you that possibility. A year. Yep. <laughs> I, I think he needs it for a year, but I think he's going to be better than Flacco early. And I'm, I think you just got to throw guys out there at some point. I, I think there's limited carry life in the sitting guy. Like, how many guys have we seen that have worked for, what, Rodgers and Rivers, who were just... Those are the first two I was going to say, but those are also really Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Cor- really, yeah, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I'm not convinced. I think it does ruin careers throwing guys out there that early, yeah. potentially. Yeah. That's more but, my. That's more the side of the coin I play. But I think it has a small shelf life. So Mahomes sat at that's, Mahomes essentially sat a year, and I think that definitely one, helped. Yeah. helped his development. Yeah, so I think like maybe one year might be the. It's diminishing returns after that. Yeah. Okay, I can get behind that. But yeah, I think the guys that need to develop like a Drew Lock, I definitely think it would help. It would benefit him to. Just spend a year. Yeah, I, I think it is, it is beneficial. He's talked about how tough offense are, and like we'll throw Flacco out there, but if Locke starts, if Locke has a good training camp overall mm-hmm. in midseason, I I wouldn't hesitate to pull that trigger because Flacco's all dead money basically, so you can cut him whenever. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. All right, and then maybe last one. Let's uh, let's do Washington. So you got this one's maybe this could end up being a QB competition. You got Case Keenum going from Denver to there, and then Dwayne Haskins picked uh, 15th overall is also getting a look at with first team reps, I think. And I think they're going to give him every chance to start. It just seems that Snyder likes that splashiness. Yeah, that'd be a guy that I would say would. Do good, seeing some NFL games from the sideline. But, yeah, only one year starting. Yeah, I didn't experience. think Case Keenum was quite as bad as everyone said last year, but he definitely didn't repeat what he did in Minnesota, and doesn't seem like he would anywhere else. So I would start Keenum, but I think we'll you're, I think you see Haskins on the field by week eight, though. Yeah, that that seems like one of those things, like Tyrod Taylor last year. Or it's like you go in there with them, things aren't going right. Eventually, you just have to give in to that pressure. Yeah, but I I agree. I don't think we, I don't think you want to see Haskins out there week one. That... All right. Um, let's see here. Do you want to uh, any interesting over unders, or should we move on to uh, sheet two from here? I think the chart. Just real quick ones. The Chargers at nine and a half games. That seems like a really nice over under. 
that does seem super low. 12 wins last year. Rams at 10.5 seems a little light, too. I feel like they're probably good for 12, especially in that division. Yeah. Granted, I think the Niners are going to be one of the more improved teams this year, so it's not a you're, it's not an automatic six and zero. No, but I do, I don't I don't believe in the Niners much. So I do think the Rams is another good one. Although the Seahawks at eight and a half, as much as I dislike Russell Wilson as a person, that seems. Like they could exceed that and be a wild in the wild card hunt. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Indy at ten. I think Indy's in for a pretty big year. I think Luck continues to be if one of the best QBs in the league. I think he stays healthy this year. Yeah. Uh, ten's a lot though to take though. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not guaranteeing. I guess I'm not guaranteeing they'd get 10, 11, or 12. I like, uh, actually, yeah, it's a little high, too. I was going to say I like Philly. Same same th- thinking with Wentz, but 10 wins, again, is pretty high for them. Take the over on. Yeah, I wouldn't take that. Um, who did I say? Shoot, I had one more team. Oh, I'd take the under on the on the Vikings. I think at not, I think nine he, wins, nine wins. That does seem steep for Kirk. Like they did not look good. I think they had a they had eight wins last year. I think that was a very unimpressive eight wins last year. Well, what? I'd just I'll take Kirk Cousins like a little round or under five hundred potential on that. Mm-hmm. Um, ones that kind of look high. Jets at seven and a half. I'm not sure they. I'm not positive they get seven and a half in that division. Yeah, I don't think so either. I know people are really high on the Jets. But... I'm, I'm pretty high on them. I think Darn takes another step, but I'm not seven and a half is just a lot of wins. Um, I didn't see enough from Darnold last year. Hope he does it. Yep. I'm not sold. I'm not sold. Denver gets seven wins, to be honest. Uh, I, I I'd pick the over on Denver. Really? That might be just homerism. <laughs> um, Detroit at six and a half. I could see Detroit getting seven or eight wins. Ah, uh, I don't know. You just got a degrading quarterback. Yeah, They're gonna be right or, right around there. I think. You think Stafford's in decline? A little bit, I think. Nah, I think Stafford's still pretty solid for what he is. He's only 31. Fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, he did he did regress quite a bit last year. Played a full season in Dave and Kraft, 4,000 yards. All right, let's uh, move on then to sheet two. So this is going to be a little bit of basketball talk here. We're just going to hit some quick hits that we haven't hit in the last couple weeks because we love our NBA. So the only, the big thing that happened since our last pod is the Westbrook-Chris Paul trade. 
crazy trade. I don't know. <laughs> out of nowhere, how it happened. I didn't see this coming at all. I thought I thought um, Westbrook to Miami was all but a lock. I thought that was just how it was going to work itself out. Yeah, and basically, other than John Wall, I think the most untradeable contract people were talking about was Chris Paul, and Houston just moves him. So let's talk Houston side first. You think positive for Houston they win this trade? Uh, I think it's better for this season, but they just gave up an awful lot to, to move off of Chris Paul and then add an additional year of of contract, essentially, of max contract. So, I'll, yeah, Westbrook's young, is a younger and definitely a better player in 2019. But do you, do you have in front of you what they gave up? Uh, basically just him and two first-rounders. I thought, wasn't it two swaps as well? Was it two swaps? I don't have it up. Let me see if I can find it real quick. But, yeah, so Westbrook is definitely a better player, and if they're, tr- they're clearly trying to win a title still, I think they're smart to go for it right now. With the Warriors being down, it's the first year of the Kawhi. It's the first, it's first year of AD in LA. So like there's a, there's a bit of a window to kind of to put all the chips in the middle of the table and try to get a, a ring into this hardened prime. Yeah. But to pick up an extra year of that, I mean that contract, I think is going to look pretty bad, especially in the back half for Westbrook. In yeah, but is Chris Paul not going to look bad? No, he's going to look bad too. But my biggest problem with it, this is the biggest point I had down was you're adding in by a lot of metrics the worst three-point shooter in NBA history by volume to the, the team that shoots the most threes in history that just seems like an uh, not an ideal fit to yeah, me I don't that's my concern I think it's a it's a higher ceiling lower floor thing to me okay I can get behind that so yes I think you have a higher ceiling but I think one of the things you would have going for you next year is that you would be the team with the most in the West with the most continuity? Uh, stability. Yeah, uh, the, that continuity, which pretty, I think, pretty much everywhere, every big star move is shown to play with other stars has mattered. Yeah, no, I agree. Even even though even the Warriors, I think, had had some stumbling blocks till they hit their, which they hit it that season. But still, even like Le- LeBron's first year with the Heat, stuff like that, I think it takes a second to mesh with those kind of guys, with those star players. And I think that I think now Houston's got one of the toughest things to mesh. To the two of the most ball dominant guys. Yep. And neither, both of them get assists, but neither of them are what you would call they're not not the distributors that Chris Paul is. Yep, I'm in agreement with, I'm in agreement with all of that. They gave up two protected firsts and two pick swaps. Okay. So that that's my I mean that's just it seems like a lot to Yes, you're going to be I think you, you have a higher ceiling this season. But I'm not is that worth it to add and you're adding one more year of to Chris to that contract? You'd Paul for three more yeah. seasons. Now you have Westbrook for four. I mean, a pick swap in twenty twenty five. That this could be a team that's that could, really come back to bite you. I think the, yeah, the first I rounders. Just don't, I just don't understand how 
how Westbrook and Harden are going to play together, even in crunch time minutes. Like, they're both terrible off the ball. That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not sure if this is a win for Houston, honestly. I'm not sure I love this. The, pick, the first round picks are in 2024 and 2026. I mean, seven years out, Westbrook is going to be a dinosaur. He's not even going to be in the league, probably, at least on this team. It's a, yeah, it's weird. I'm, I'm, I was very against it at the start. Then I for like Houston? came around a little bit. Yeah, for Houston. I came around a little bit that Westbrook's just a super good player that's been in a little bit crappier of a situation the last couple of years post-KD. Uh-huh. But, man, I just do not see... Like, I saw yesterday a video of... Like a, it's supposed to be like a 2K video of what Westbrook goes like 10 seconds less. Harden has the ball and he's just dribbling it around. Westbrook <laughs> goes and blocks his shot and then makes the shot for the win. And I was just like, I could just totally see in like you, you play him like the last four minutes of a game. Harden just takes three in a row where he just dribbles it for. 20 19 seconds, seconds and then and then and then shoots it and then Westbrook basically steals the inbounds pass <laughs> pulls up for a long three and just bricks it yep that's the Westbrook I know <laughs> at this point no I agree I think so, it's a tough fit I'm not yes I'm not sold on this for for Houston at all We'll see, because, I mean, I think the way to do it is you just split them. You start them together. You take Westbrook out early. Let Harden go the rest of the first, or most of the rest of the first quarter. Have Westbrook finish out the first quarter. Just basically go back and forth until you're ending the game. You basically only play them together at the... Start and the end. Start, end, and then maybe start of the second half. Something like that. Yeah. If, yeah, if you have a scenario, if you have a situation where neither of them are never on the court at a time, yeah, and you just try to blow guys out because you have two of the best ball dominant guys in the league, so you just try to blow guys out before crunch time starts, and then crunch time you just depend on talent winning out type thing. Yeah, but we'll see. I'm definitely not sold, but I think it's it's a gamble, and it's it's worth a shot this season. A gamble, I think. This is the first. This is definitely the most wide open the league has felt in maybe 15 years. Oh yeah. So I think if you're gonna if you're really gonna put your chips in the middle of the table, do it in a, a in a season like this, and B when James Harden is what 29, 28, and not 35, 32. Yeah, it's worth it to to go for it while he's still a top three guy. All right, so let's talk about this from the OKC side. So they had to. Well, I don't even know. I they're trying to make it seem like they had to give up Paul George. Like he asked for the <laughs> trade, and they were somehow like, Presti's making it seem like, oh, he asked for a trade. I. I had to honor the guy. The guy only had three years left on his contract. Pressy, but really, I think Pressy sees three first-round exits 
uh, since Durant left. He's like, all right, we got to mix it up. We've got this. We're never going to get a better deal for Paul George than we are now. Trades Paul George, gets a ton of assets, an unbelievable amount yeah, of assets. Yeah, legendary haul. And then... Once you do that, you kind of have to and get off Westbrook. Get off Westbrook, and I think it's part of it's like, hey, you are our guy. We're moving a different direction now. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to get you a team that's going to compete the next next few years. I, I do, a, from a, not from a, I guess the, judging as just being a good guy, I think it's, I did appreciate the fact that they, they moved uh, Westbrook to the place he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, I think he made it clear that he wanted to play with Harden again. They could have. If they, I mean, there's some GMs who, if they got one percent more return, he would have shipped his ass to Detroit or some fucking place like that, Minnesota. And I mean, Westbrook's oh, been yeah. the, is the best Thunder player in their franchise history since they moved to OKC. They did right by Maybe him. He still is, but okay. Well, well he's the guy that stayed. He's the, he's, the, a, he's the one that means the most. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Best is the wrong word, but yeah, it means the most to the to yeah. the franchise. Did right by him. Yeah, it's it's refreshing to see in today's era. Yeah, like something that's like what I'm that. saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I agree. But uh, taking on that Chris Ball contract, I think it's I think, I think it's finding I think they're finding it harder to move than they expected. Also, which seems weird because you. I think everyone said that Chris Paul was basically untradeable, <laughs> and I think they thought by trading for him, they thought <laughs> we're oh, disproving this. He's not; he's tradable. <laughs> <laughs> this is a guy who was said to be untradable, which means it's going to be hard to move him once, and that much harder to move him twice. But he's tradable now. <laughs> we've we've demonstrated. We've, he's esta- we've established so that it could be done. Else be a- <laughs> Which is I basically I think their plan for him was. Yeah, I'm not sure. That, it seems like if they were able to, if they were going to be able to do it, they would have done it by now. Is kind of where I'm at. I think now so, you kind of have to wait till December till that the rest of the. I mean, there's a the, the rest the, of the contracts open up. Yeah, I mean the league is just there's so much player movement. Now what? Forty percent of the league turns over every summer. It's just so hard. Like right now, there's it's kind of like everyone who's been moved has been moved, and you kind of got to wait. I think for that next window. Yeah, it, so potential destinations. I think there's basically two: Miami, Miami and Detroit. Minute, uh. Well, okay, if you want to include Detroit, I don't think Detroit would do it, but Minnesota is the other one I was thinking of. Gotcha. Which I think there's one team it makes sense for, and I think it's Minnesota. What's the argument there? Towns isn't there a player to the player that can that's really made him. That much better. Yeah, Chris Paul declined a little bit last year. Mm-hmm. But still an all-time point guard. Didn't decline Didn't decline a ton. I think he's still a top 50 player in the league. And you put him in a situation where he could run an offense. I think he could improve again. And your whole point is keeping towns, you know? Yeah. Do you, trade, do you think they trade Wiggins for him? Well, I think Detroit, I think, or not Detroit, Minnesota. I think many would if they could. I don't know if. If Minnesota would uh, give them up. No, I think Minnesota would give them up if they could. I don't know if 
Thunder would take him. Well, it's a, I mean, it's a big contract. Like you, need, you, need to, you need some way to match up the, the salary, don't there, you? There's a way, like Teague and somebody else. Sarich or something? Is Sarich Teague. on that team? Yeah. Maybe Teague, Sarich, and one other guy or something like that. Hmm. Okay. But Teague does a lot of the heavy lifting, apparently. Okay. Okay. You, you can make it work without Wiggins. Hmm. Which I could kind of see both ways for... Wiggins has a bad contract too, but if you trade Chris Paul, you're basically admitting to being kind of crappy. Wiggins might be worth the the bad contract with the risk. I would. I'm actually. Like, yeah. When you said that, new, with new type, new uh, scenery. New, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of in the camp that I I think the Thunder wouldn't be making a bad decision to take take a chance on Wiggins. He's only well, he's 24 years old, I think. Yeah, like he—he's a kind of guy that like you're gonna be bad for a few years, but he can just put up stats for you. And there's de- there's still that potential is still there, you know. And I think OKC's proven they have really good player development. Yeah. So I and, I wouldn't hate that if they if that's what they if that was the end game for them. And he could be close to primary scorer. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you have Gallinari next year, but he's gonna be off the books the year after that. Him, yeah, him at SGA. And SGA is not really primary. He's a decent score, but he's going to be more of a second or third option on a good team. Yeah. Yes, I don't. I don't hate that. Wiggins, give it a try. I definitely don't hate that for them. That's if they could pull that off. But I I think if they could pull that off, they would have done that already. Well, I mean, I'm still holding out hope that Wiggins is going to be a star in this league. Yeah, you're you're a star guy, so I'm not as high on Williams. <laughs> but if they wanted him, I think that's for sure the best option. Yeah, I'm. I'm They're just willing to do that. And even if not, I think for Minnesota, giving up other guys, you got to try to be good as possible right now. Yeah. What else are you gonna do? You, you don't have the assets to trade for someone like Beal or something like that. Yeah, and you're sure it's as they've had this most recent free agency shown. It's it's awfully hard to get anyone in Minnesota. Yeah, try to get I Russell mean, struck maybe out. Trade for Russell next year. What the hell you do they know, trade? Well, you, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they, that many, I don't know if they have that many assets that the Warriors would want. Yeah, so you're on the clock now. And we've seen that guys will get pissed off. I think Cat is already like not super happy with the situation, but took the money. Is he in what year one of a five year now? Year one. <laughs> what, what time does the clock start ticking after year two? Probably right. Three years left. Yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah. So I, th- I wonder how Wiggins and obviously we know Towns and Butler didn't really get along. I wonder how Wiggins and Towns get along. I don't think they have too much of a problem. Yeah, I hope not. I, I like both of them. They're kind of on the opposite side of the anti-Jimmy, the the Jimmy thing. So they were united in that. But <laughs> we, I mean, they got to compete if they want to keep towns. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And they're with that. not in the. They're not in the East, unfortunately. Where <laughs> you can you can compete. They're going to be. I wouldn't put him in the playoff hunt this year. I certainly would not. With, and you got to be in the playoff hunt. 
<laughs> they've gone through this all before too so that's why I think they might consider doing it like they went through this with KG yeah K- and I think KG like gave him more patience than Towns will I 100% agree with that so unless they've just come to terms and they're like yeah, we're gonna ride out Towns and then we'll trade them and get <laughs> reload. But that's why I think they make the most sense. Hmm. All right, that's a cogent argument. I'm not totally sold that Chris Paul is the right answer, picking up a 34-year-old within the top three bad contract is the right move for them. But I could What's see the I, right answer, though, is the problem. I don't think there is. I'm not sure there is one. <laughs> that's the best wrong answer, I think. Hmm. If you want to think about it like that, yeah, there is no right answer. I guess hope hope Wiggins gets his career back on track. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. All right, let's touch on the uh, FIBA World Cup here. All right, so we're gonna. I was just gonna. We're gonna riff on the problems and just say the easy fixes. I think. Is what I was planning on doing. So, yeah. FIBA World Cup, U.S. kind of looks like they're headed towards, and I don't think we'll ever do this in the Olympics again, but it looks like sure as fuck like better not. <laughs> sure as fuck better not do we'll this do it again. We'll do it in the Olympics, <laughs> but I think we're headed towards doing it in the second biggest competition, uh-huh. which would still be embarrassing, I think. Oh, for sure. So, you've had... People that were on the original roster have dropped out now, or potential roster that have dropped out. Lillard, McCollum, Harden, Eric Gordon, Bradley Beal, Anthony Davis, Tobias Harris, Millsap, and Love. And, I mean, you look at the guys that are left, I think Kemba's the highest profile guy that's left on this team. Drummond's one of the only guys that's played in any kind of either World Cup or Olympics before, and Kemba, I think. But we're just not going to have any, like, super established on this Olympic team, on this World Cup team. Yeah. One, they're doing it right before the season, which I kind of see why. But they should be doing it right now, I think. Yep, so we're it'd be more fun, just more interesting right now. There's no sports going on other than baseball. This is definitely the deadest part of the sporting calendar. I think is that that kind of midsummer stretch after the All Star MLB All Star game. You got the fucking ESPYS this weekend. There's really nothing but baseball. Summer league's over. I think I don't understand why you wouldn't do it now. So they're doing it in mid August. This FIBA World Cup. That's gonna be you're in the thick of NFL preseason by that time. NFL preseason, and then guys are gearing up for the season. Yep. So I, I don't blame like those players just rattled off. I don't necessarily blame them for not for wanting to not be in this right now. I mean, it's, it, you're risking injury right before the season starts. You're getting they're you're prepping for the season right now or in mid August. It's kind of a, it's unlucky for the World Cup that it just came after this wild offseason. Like guys like Anthony Davis. Um, Harden, guys like that, like 
they're probably just going to be in the lab with LeBron and Westbrook, and, respectively. Uh, Westbrook, you know. Yeah. Working at that time. So that's kind of just unlucky. But uh, it's it's disappointing. I, I want to see the U.S. just dominate every basketball competition they can. It, <laughs> it's a little bit scary at this point. They probably, they'll be a heavy favorite still. Mm-hmm. But you want to see the best guys playing together. And that's my other issue is it's a year before the Olympics instead of two Why not put it at the two-year mark? Yeah, it seems like it should be like a – like is it what's the biggest soccer tournament other than the World Cup? Isn't it every other two years, like, for example? Euros. Yeah, it's Euro, the Euro Euros. 16s or the yeah. Euro 18s, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's how it should be. I don't understand why it's not like that. Fucking move it up a year. Yeah, it's just gonna be because that'd be a fun tournament to watch if we had everyone in it. Oh, for sure. And it, especially if it was at the two-year mark, like if it was at this time of the year last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally it'd be agree. Super fun. Just yeah, it's another thing on the sport encounter. I think other than soccer, I think base or basketball is the sport that lends itself the best to international competition. It's the most global of games after soccer, I'd say. Yeah, of the high-profile games, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's how... The, the quick and easy fix, I think, for that is move it up a couple weeks and move it up a year. On the bright side, Kyle Kuzma might get to make the team. Hey, Kuz. if he just showed out at... International Kuz, I love it. If he was just, like, the MVP of the... Because Kuz has the confidence to just take those shots. He, does, dude, he, he doesn't should, care who he's playing with. He should be the FIBA version of Olympic Mellow. FIBA Kuz. Oh, that's another... They're, they said they won't offer Mellow a slot. <laughs> yeah, give Mellow a slot. You have all these guys drop out already. How much worse <laughs> is the team going to be? I agree, dude. Let him be the 13th man or whatever. 12th man. Yeah. I mean, like, the... That's Melo's legacy. Is he's the Olympic guy? He's been through it all, thick and thin. I saw some funny tweet. It was like, "It's disgusting how this country treats its veterans." <laughs> <laughs> Melo's a goddamn war hero. So I'd say give give Melo a slot. I agree. I agree. You can still ball also out. Also, give Zion a slot if you want me to. Oh fucking hey, I would love to see Zion get a slot. I don't think he's. Cons- I don't think Zion would do it, but God, that would be so fucking get- sick. I didn't think of that. Wow. I mean, we gotta have Zion on the Olympic team next year. Oh man, wow, that's gonna be fucking. He's gotta dope, be dude. the the Christian Leitner role of the no matter oh, how he, he does this year. He'd be even better like though. He'd be so team. much better, dude. Well, he'd be so much better. But he'd be the 04 LeBron. Christian Leitner <laughs> was the the young dog. On yeah, that. yeah, yeah. The dream team. I got you coming from. all the but... legends, and then you have the young guy. I wonder if you think LeBron plays. Will he play in twenty twenty Olympics? Um, I don't know. It's his last chance, probably. So. Oh, for sure. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. I'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Actually, this will be interesting. Not, Some of the best young players are not going to be American moving forward. I mean, Greek freak already, Luca. Well, that's the other problem. It sounds like a bunch of them aren't playing. Ben Simmons isn't playing. 
Damn, that's so lame. This tournament's honestly, it's really not fun. If <laughs> the international guys, what the hell? Come on, FIBA, get your fucking shit together, dude. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, let's, let's throw it to sheet three. A little, uh, little soccer transfer talk. All right. So let's talk about the biggest moves made so far. I think the the uh, Spanish league has been killing it. I th- so Hazard going to Real. So then, sad, sad day for uh, for Chelsea fans. Hazard's been best best player on the team for the last seven years, maybe the best player in Chelsea history. I think you could argue. Um, very decorated career. A lot of uh, Drog- what about Drog- that Drogba run? Yeah, Drogba's definitely up there. Uh, Zola, I think his name was back in the day. But regardless, one of the best guys in Chelsea history. Yeah, up there for sure. Very decorated. Uh, Decorated seven-year run um, with Chelsea. Uh, fuck, I don't, I don't have it in front of me, but we got a league title in there. <laughs> um, Chelsea's just such a shit show for no reason. <laughs> that's it's we got we're getting fucked by FIFA, dude. Uh, I mean, it's just like such a weird atmosphere at Chelsea. Well, we well, I, players run it run the club can't keep a manager there more than like two years what do you mean the players run it it just seems like we've no respect for the head coach (laughs) (laughs) after what happened in the uh the fa cup final yeah with the fucking where kappa wouldn't come off the field (laughs) you know you know sar was fucking gone i thought i thought sar was gonna quit on the spot I remember watching yeah, that. I think I watched it at work. Unreal. That was that was a surreal sporting moment to see in real time. I was off to that day, so I was watching it at home, and I was like, "This is unbelievable." This is <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just never earned the respect of the team. But no, yes, it's a very weird situation, honestly, because you. I think you. It's the problem is the fucking uh, the Russian oligarch owner Roman Abramovich. I don't think this is like a, as much of a priority as it was for him 15 years ago. Well, he can't this team. come and watch games anymore. <laughs> and that's the problem. And there's rumors we're going to sell the team to uh, the richest man in Britain, which would have been sick. Some guy who owns a chemical company. So I was very down for that. Didn't happen. Um, another weird thing. We just, so we just hired Frank Lampard to be the, uh, be the manager. He never even met with Abramovich about the job. I mean, do you, do, he didn't want to go to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah, Chelsea's in a bit of a rough patch right now. We got this fucking FIFA transfer ban. Thank God we got Pulisic in there beforehand. I don't think we can count on him to be a replacement for Hazard. I think it's too high of expectations. But at least soften the well, you blow. Gotta depth. You got, yeah, you, you got to have depth to fill that, fill that role. Yep. And that's what Pulisic will be. Hopefully, Pulisic just balls out and is like a starter. I think he's gonna he start. Beat out by. Well, I think I'll start at the start. But if he struggles, mm-hmm. like Pedro and William, yeah, William will. I think they're. He has ample people behind him to, which is like two out of three. He could play two of those guys on each wing, but. 
he could lose his spot pretty easy. And then uh, Hudson Adoy is coming back eventually. Cho, super high on uh, on Cho and RLC. Yeah, that's so, our future right there. Is those three fellas? For, you have four guys taking those two spots. You know, by the end of the season, I would love to see it be uh, Pulisic and Cho. That'd be tight. I do like Hudson Odoi, but like I think I think we should just lean into the fact we have a very green manager. We we can we have the talent. We have enough to, like young guys to really build a young team. Like I would say, let's just try to get top six and really get the young guys to run this year. I'd be I'd actually be down. I'd support that's not a, Yeah, that's not how the Premier League works. It's top four or nothing for those teams. Yeah, but I'm saying I would actually be fine. We've had a lot, a lot of success the past three seasons. I wouldn't be opposed to a bit of a rebuilding year to really establish Cho and establish CP. Yeah, that's just unfortunately not how that <laughs> being a top six team works. You can't say we're just going to be the worst of the top six and that's fine. <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, I'm just not. I'm not sure we're going to be able to crack the top four though this year. I mean, this fucking well, this transfer. But you're going to try hard. It's like. If Pulisic or Hudson Doyle aren't making it, they're gonna put Pedro in. You're gonna get something out of Pedro, you know. Yeah. But I see what you're saying. All right, let's move on. Other really big transfer is Griezmann to Barca. Weird, weird transfer. It didn't seem like it was gonna move, and then all of a sudden, I feel like it was in a week. It just kind of happened. It just kind of happened. So, Barca just kind of loads up again. <laughs> That'd be a sick attack next year for sure. I like Griezmann. So, yeah, I'll, World Cup champion. I'm alright. I'm alright with Griezmann. He won me uh, won France the uh, the World Cup and won me my my winnings. I'm definitely I'm definitely a Madrid guy over Barca though. Not a just for the I'm a for a <laughs> Catalan. I'm not I'm not big I don't I don't think Catalonia should bounce so. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm not about secession. Uh, I'm I'm for the city of Barcelona. I do love Barcelona. City. That's fair. <laughs> Let's see. We've had great time. Support them. <laughs> to the uh, to the ship hostess out there, if you're listening. <laughs> oh man! All right. All right, we've got uh, other other La Liga news. Um, we have Christian Christian. <laughs> Gareth Bale, <laughs> Rick did it's that. It's hard not to say Christian. Rick did that in the uh, the prep, but uh, we've got Gareth Bale, close uh, close cousin of uh, of Christian, attempting to leave Real and uh, for the Chinese Super League, and uh, ends up not coming through the last at the eleventh hour. It looked like it was all about a lock to happen, and then news dropped today. That the new, the transfer won't go down. Apparently, his family wasn't for it, which I don't I don't blame them. Go from a world well, class. I'm not exactly sure. There's differing reports on that because there's mm. also reports that Real Madrid blocked it. They want to get a fee. Oh, really? 
Because it's supposed to be a free transfer and just get them off the books. Interesting. Huh. So, I'm sure. This whole thing is just wild. It was, like, kind of simmering that they're looking to move him. And then uh, Zidane came out last last week and it was basically like, I hope he leaves soon because it's a distraction. <laughs> just, like... Kick him out of the door. Aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. And when he's been, he's the definition of injury prone. But when he's been healthy, he's been super prolific. I mean, had an iconic Real Madrid moment with that Champions League goal. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest goals in Champions League ever. And so I don't know what's going to happen. I think he's going to just end up staying at Real. Oh, God, that seems like a horrible no situation. Yeah. There's talk of Tottenham bringing him back and, like, Real paying half of his money, which that seems like it'd be a good situation. That'd be cool to see. Yeah, I've seen him return to him. It sounds like they don't want to do that, so. Hmm. It's weird. That's a bad situation. That's a bad spot to be in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Super interesting story, though. I kind of think it, they're gonna like. It doesn't make sense to just have this unhappy player. So part of me thinks they're gonna find a way to to move him. Ship him off to China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because China just willing to pay these guys. Like, think if like China decided to do this with basketball. Oh my and the god! The guy's just unhappy, and then he's just <laughs> like, "Oh, China's gonna pay me a million dollars, sixty million a year." Yeah. Like a scrub. That'd be. I could. I mean, that doesn't seem like a. If that's well, happening, it's in, not even scrubs in China. It's like, not the top top. Okay, yeah, guys, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. The tier below that. I'm trying to think of who what would be like a comparable player. Who's the guy that's always injured? That was a big name once upon a time. I'm trying to think. Chris Paul. The <laughs> they pay Chris Paul eighty mil a year. <laughs> well, it'd be someone that like they're not willing to pay. You know, who would be? Who's going to be a guy that comes up that's unwilling to be paid? Or <laughs> teams are unwilling to pay? Boogie Cousins. <laughs> that's, that's a bad year with the Lakers and goes to China to get his bread. I, yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> I mean, I don't, that doesn't seem like, if that was happening in five years' time, I don't think that's the craziest thing to imagine. Yeah, because they love their basketball. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're fucking obsessed. And there's got to be some amount of money for these, like, second-tier guys that don't have the giant Nike deals type thing where it's like, okay, that makes sense for me to go to China. (laughs) Like, I don't think you'll get the top guys just because they make so much money off endorsements. Yeah. But that next tier of guys that don't have, like, their own shoes, things like that. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd rather go to Australia. This, well, you're not going to get paid in Australia. Yeah, this political climate, though. And I guess they would probably protect their celebrities, though, pretty well. <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah. That so you could have, like, Gareth Bale, who's, like, a probably a top 50 guy in the world if when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe higher than that. Maybe he's declining a bit now. But could potentially just be playing in China at the end of his prime. It seems this seems this does seem early 
for a guy of that stature to be in the Chinese Super League. I mean, when someone like Drogba did it, he was doing it at 35, not 30. But you remember when, like, Oscar went there? I think he's still there. He's, like, 25. Didn't he go straight from Chelsea to China? Uh, I don't. I can't recall. He wasn't on that level, but he basically decided I want to get paid versus playing top league soccer. Yeah, fucking a, dude. He he's only twenty seven now, and he's been there since twenty seventeen. Just raking in that dough. <laughs> I forgot about Oscar. Eh, at least he's in uh, Shanghai. I'm just thinking, it'd be shitty to be in like Western China. <laughs> I pres- yeah, I'm sure they put you in a premier destination, you know. <laughs> be on the Shanghai Sharks, you know. Yeah. That, uh, That's a Jimmer's team, right? Or Stefan Marbury? Wh- wasn't that Marbury's team? I think so. I think he's retired now. What's the hottest city in China right now, you think? Shenzhen? Shanghai's growing like. I have no idea, actually. I feel like Shanghai of the big ones is growing the fastest, but they all just have that weird artificial growth. <laughs> <laughs> Government-subsidized growth. I think Guangzhou. <laughs> when you get into China and see how many people live in those cities, it's crazy. I mean, I'm sure you're just treated like a god, for sure, right? Yeah, I think... You could probably have I think a pretty the NBA good players already are. Yeah, you could probably have a pretty sick life, I guess. If not for the for the political climate, I'd be more down. <laughs> All, right. All right, and then uh, we also got a, uh, and then potentially if this bail transfer we pulled off, no guarantees yet, but Pogba is looking for to uh, potentially make a move to Real if they if they can meet a, I think it was two hundred twenty two euro. What? There's no way they're paying that. 222? I think that's what I saw. Let me see if I can source that. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Isn't, uh... What's one That's what Neymar was, was 222. Oh, yeah. Neymar, I forgot Neymar had that. I think that's what he wants. Weird... Well, it's not him that wants that. He wants to get paid. He doesn't get any of that money. Okay, okay. Zidane, no in, this is from the, I don't know, the source, AS.com. So one of those random soccer sites. Zidane insisting on Pogba. 220, though, is crazy. <laughs> if they're asked for 220... Pogba's great. Pogba is the LeBron James of soccer. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. Clearly, clearly hasn't met up met to that, but lived up to that hype. <laughs> That'd be crazy. He went for two twenty. What the? Fu- <laughs> the like the sixth result if you got Google Pogba two 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 is something on FacebookWatch.com. Pogba posted Michael, Mike, Michael, Martin Luther King's I have a dream speech. <laughs> I have a dream to get a 222. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> oh, man. 
So I'm rooting for that. I think Pogba and Real would be sick. I'm a big Pogba guy, and he looked great in that that white kit. Sure, I I'd like Pogba out of Manchester United. Yep. All right. And- we want it. Go ahead. I was just saying, any others? Uh, just Neymar. Name been in the streets. Speaking of the two hundred twenty whatever million dollars, Neymar has been unhappy at PSG. Now, Bark is the only place that could take him back. <laughs> we'll see where that goes. I don't know where he'd play it, Bark. Overshadowed by Mbappe, dude. Mbappe's so sick. The sickest. You think Mbappe stays at PSG long term? They have to. Be... I don't want him to. I don't know where I'd want him to go though. I don't think he'd go to the EPL necessarily. Would he? Eh, I don't know. Bring him to City, dude. He wants to play under Pep. Fuck that, dude. I don't think it, I don't think Chelsea could get him, but that'd be fucking amazing. All right, let's uh, let's just move on to our uh, internet portion of the day. Um, for internet, we got AAU dad LeBron. So LeBron's been hot in the Twitter sphere this week. There's a big AAU tournament, and he's been cheering on cheering on his son Bronny James. Maybe the coolest. What's Bronny? 14, 14, 14 freshman at uh... maybe the coolest fourteen year old in the world. Fourteen coolest fourteen year old ever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Bronny, I saw the clips. I saw Bronny had a dunk, and LeBron James like is on the court like flexing <laughs> in the middle of a game. I saw one where he lost uh, his shoe. One... <laughs> Wait, LeBron? LeBron's shoe came off mid celebration, and he had to like grab no, it I and s- he had to grab it and slide to grab it, and was then ended up doing like a chest bump with another one of the players, and so hey, you Le- dad, LeBron's just going going crazy. Yeah, he's in the layup lines doing. Oh dunks. my! Yeah, sick dunks. Dude. Oh, I'm sick excited. dunks! Yeah, hype me up on LeBron for next year. His heads above the rim. Dude, I would give any. I would, oh my gosh, LeBron can pull up because like dig deep and really like give like one vintage season. How cool would it be if LeBron get an MVP of the Lakers? That would be sweet. I don't think it's possible, but that would be sweet. <laughs> so, are we for AAU, Dad LeBron? I am. It's a. It can, I think at times it could be a little bit over the top. I think the only thing you don't want to is uh, to take away the shine from the kids. But so long as he's not doing that, but they I'm wouldn't all... have that shine without Bronny being on the team. That's so. true. And yeah, so I, I don't think we've reached that point yet. So as long as we don't reach that point, I'm all for it. And the argument it seems like he's like really. It's not just him like trying to get attention. The camera is like. Getting it's attention genuine. seems like he's like really into the kids on that team and stuff like that. The, so the best argument I can make for it is LeBron's. I think I've, he's explained it is like he's doing everything he can for his son that his dad wasn't around to do. Yeah, and like how cool to be if like your kid was fucking on the same AAU AAU team as Bronny James and he gets to interact with LeBron. Yeah, well, I mean, there's no... There's That'd no, be unreal. No kid in America wouldn't, wouldn't want that. 
Yeah. So I'm I'm all for. So I'm here all, for it. I'm here for it. Cool. So the other internet <laughs> thing we had this week was uh, Area 51. It's been brewing for <laughs> a month a now, a couple weeks. To, yeah. Yeah, however long, but a Facebook event to go storm Area 51 <laughs> in like September or something like that. I think it's got like 3 million. Oh my god. Uh, yes, they would go type thing. Yes, I'm attending, I think. Which right? is crazy because I was like trying to think like obviously 3 million people aren't going to go. But like even if you have a percentage of that that's still a crazy amount of people to just end up there. Oh, for sure. Okay, the gov- is the government equipped to, to fu- like, if, a, if what, let's do a percentage-wise. If What percentage? Of, 5%? What's 5% of 3 million? 5% of 3 million? 150,000? Is that right? <laughs> well, let's, sit, let's see. three hundred Because, yeah, 300K would be 10%. You're, you're yeah. taking away a zero. So, yeah. If 100, 5% of those... Those attendees go. 150,000 people at Area 51. Do you think they could get in? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, will there be deaths, though? No, probably not. Will they just tear gas them? Like all right, so this is what I think is going to happen. Is like all those towns around Area 51. Uh-huh. They're already, like, booking music, I saw. It's just going to become, like, a music festival type thing. Really? Wow, I didn't. I did not know that, actually. That's interesting, huh? <laughs> I mean... So my, fa- my favorite part of this whole thing has been the uh, the Finn meme accounts, which I'm huge on. So uh, we'll give a little shout-out. So my favorites include Arbitrage Andy, Not Your Father's Broker, and uh, Liquidity. They have been huge on this Area 51, the memes. So the whole the joke is everyone's gonna come home with their own alien. So I'm 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 I'd be interested in that. I'd I'd like to have my own alien. I think. So long as he's like a chill, chill guy, you know. <laughs> it's been funny content this week. Like there was like a news report from like someone posted on Reddit. Mm-hmm. We could, we could Naruto Naruto run faster than the the bullets <laughs> and that was just a news thing that they it was like on the news like a news reporter saying that quote <laughs> i saw something on reddit where it was like i can't wait till like the government has to train against a naruto run and then it was actually like footage from the, like government facilities like explaining what like a definition of a naruto run is which i've never heard of prior to this area 51 business but you don't remember uh that kid in middle school, they used to do it? <laughs> With the Asian kid with the backpack? Yeah. Is that what a Naruto run is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who was that kid? It was faster than lightning. Who was? On. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know that's what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. You'd wait till like, two minutes before lunch. Run across the whole, whole school to his next oh class. Oh, my God. And he was like lightning. Didn't they make him? Did like Mr. Painter like make him be a runner for us? I don't remember. I feel like they probably did. I just remember seeing that so many times because I had another class. And <laughs> Fucking Marina should have signed that kid, dude. We should have made that kid like a slot receiver or some shit. Just a deep threat. 
right. So, so I'm, 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 yeah, I'm all in favor of these. Area have over to Area movies. 51. <laughs> I, it's been good content. I want to see. I want to see some controversy personally. It'd be really cool to see someone come out of this shit. Honestly, it's probably the last thing America needs right now. But it'd be definitely be interesting. Like they break in and we get some fucking aliens or some shit. I'm not confident whatsoever. <laughs> well, not fine. Ability. <laughs> <laughs> or even just like a fire fest situation would be funny. Something like that. I, I honestly, that's a, what's going to be. is just like, that is, that's probably the most likely thing. Is like these towns are going to prepare for it, and then it's just going to be a fire fest situation. What if it's just like fire fest for fucking nerds? Well, you're not on an island, so. <laughs> in like a third world country, so it would probably be better than that. You can just drive back to Vegas. <laughs> How far is Area? It's in New Mexico, right? Do we know where Area uh, 51 is? It's in Nevada. I think it's in Nevada, but I could be wrong. All right, hmm. it's just Area Fifty One, but for fucking like sp- space geeks. <laughs> I think, like, I could totally see like a new like festival coming out of this. Someone just, we should monetize it. We just <laughs> set up a festival at these towns close to Area Fifty One. Festival seems like a lot of work. Make well, it we- a yearly, <laughs> yearly thing. Well, if we, I would just go, like, they always say, the people that got rich in the gold rush weren't the miners. It was the fucking people who sold the picks and the shovels. We should just go sell some sort of supplies to these Area 51ers. Sell, like... We're le- I'm saying we're a level beyond that. We, we contract the suppliers. Hmm. <laughs> Do we have those kind of contacts? It's an idea, Connor. We're not getting into detail. <laughs> I'm a big idea guy. <laughs> Hello? Uh, 